This installment of Beethoven on Friday was recorded for release on July 30th, 2021. Greetings. This is Terry Noeltow. And for those of us of a certain age, I'm 73, who are classical music crazies, if you will, will always remember July 29th, 1970 and July 30th, 1970 with great sadness because three great conductors died during that two-day period. The first of these was the Romanian-born United Statesian conductor Yonel Perlea, who is perhaps best remembered for a recording of Verdi's Rigoletto that he made with his stellar cast. He was a stellar opera composer. He also made a number of recordings of orchestral music and concerted instrumental music. One of these is a Beethoven item. It dates from the early 1960s. Yonel Perlea is conducting the Bamberg Symphony Orchestra, the piano soloist, the unsurpassable Brazilian pianist, Guilmar Novaes. Ludwig van Beethoven, the Piano Concerto Number no. 5 in E-flat major, Opus 73, The Emperor. <laughs>
Ludwig van Beethoven, the piano concerto number five in E flat major, opus 73, the Emperor concerto, a simply scintillating performance by the unsurpassable Brazilian pianist Guilmar Novaes. She was partnered by the Bamberg Symphony Orchestra, conducted by Yonel Perlea, who died 51 years ago yesterday, on July 29, 1970. Sadly, I did not know Maestro Perlea, but we shared a mutual friend, who also was one of my clients as a lawyer. And from Helmut, I ended up with the autograph score to one of Yonel Perlea's own compositions, his Opus 15. His was an interesting and somewhat turbulent life. Maestro Perlea was born in Romania on December 13, 1900. Eventually, he made his way to the United States. He and his wife did. They settled in New York City in 1945. But there were some rocky bits en route, including when they were trying to leave Hungary, being detained by the Nazis and briefly held in one of the concentration camps. It's an interesting biography. You can find an accurate one on Wikipedia. Perhaps the most amazing aspect of Yonel Perlea is that he had a stroke and a heart attack that left him paralyzed on his right side. So he taught himself to conduct left-handed and continued his career. As I said, he died on July 29, 1970. But he was not the only great conductor to die on July 29, 1970. The other was Sir John Barbaroli, whom I did have the pleasure, the privilege, the honor, the joy of knowing. And he was responsible for my first hangover. Sir John Barbaroli, who was born on December 2nd, 1899, and died, as I said, on July 29th, 1970, definitely was larger than life. And he was certainly his own person. I know. I met him when I was just 20 years old, when he was a guest conductor at the Festival Casals de Puerto Rico in 1968. And I had rehearsal privileges, and I do remember those rehearsals well. Sir John really didn't like to wear his false teeth, and most of the time worked without them in his mouth. 
Ah, yes, a little bit disconcerting at first. Well, I met him at one of the rehearsals, graciously autographed my program book, and later that day, I ran into him in the lobby of the Caribe Hilton Hotel in San Juan. I was walking through the library, and he went, Young man! Young man! And I looked over, and he gestured. I went over, and he invited me to go up to the bar and have a drink with him. So... We could talk music. I have to say, I don't remember any of that conversation. Because, hey, I'm 20 years old, I'm not experienced, and I matched him. Drink for drink. Oh boy, did I know it the next morning. Wow, my first hangover. Sir John, if you're listening to this on a cloud in the next dimension, I don't hold it against you at all, and am grateful for the experience. And he was, as those of you who are listening to Bach on Wednesday, the day before yesterday, July 28, 2021, already know, in addition to being a great conductor, he had a career as a fine cellist. He made the first recording of the Bach Gamba Sonata No. 1, BWV 1027. He also was a superb exponent of the music of Ludwig van Beethoven. In this recording, which was recorded live in concert in the Royal Festival Hall in London, England, on April 24th, 1968, less than six weeks before I met him and heard him in concert in a performance of a symphony by Sibelius and one by Mahler. Sir John is conducting the Halle Orchestra of Manchester, of which he was the music director for many, many years. Ludwig van Beethoven, the Symphony No. 7 in A Major, Opus 92.
recorded in concert in the Royal Festival Hall in London, England, on April 24, 1968. Ludwig van Beethoven, the Symphony No. 7 in A Major, Opus 92. The late great Sir John Barbaroli, who died on July 29, 1970, conducting, quote-unquote, his orchestra, the orchestra of which he was music director for decades, the Halle Orchestra of Manchester. And as you could hear, they were devoted to him, and they played for him as though possessed. Perhaps because he himself had had a career as a cello virtuoso, John Barbarulli was an especially sensitive partner on the podium for recordings of concertos. Most notable, perhaps, are the two recordings he made in 1936 with the great Fritz Kreisler, the Brahms and the Beethoven. These two concertos were recorded within a period of six days in 1936 in the number one studio at the Abbey Road Studios in London. The Beethoven Violin Concerto in D Major, Opus 61, was recorded in sessions held on June 16th, 17th, and 22nd, 1936. Fritz Kreisler, of course, plays that he himself wrote for this concerto.
Thank you.
Ludwig van Beethoven, the Violin Concerto in D Major, Opus 61, a recording made in the number one studio at the Abbey Road Studios in London, England, in June of 1936. The violinist, the amazing Fritz Kreisler, the London Philharmonic Orchestra, was conducted by John Barbaroli. He didn't get knighted until the late 1940s, so he was still John Barbaroli. So John died on July 29, 1970. Yonel Perlea and Sir John Barbaroli both died on July 29th, 1970. George Zell, a great conductor who had been music director of the Cleveland Orchestra since 1946, died the following day, July 30th, 1970. He was something of a tyrant, a prickly man, and people had mixed emotions about him, both as a person and as a musician. But generally, people agree he was one of the greats. Here he is conducting Ludwig van Beethoven's Symphony No. 3 in E-flat major, Opus 55, The Eroica. <laughs>
Ludwig van Beethoven, the Symphony Number no. Three, in E flat major, Opus Fifty Five, the Eroica Symphony. A recording made in the early nineteen sixties by the Cleveland Orchestra, under the direction of its then music director, George Zell, who died fifty one years ago today, on July thirtieth. 1970. He was, without question, one of the truly great conductors of his time. I only heard him once. I was a Princeton undergraduate. The Cleveland Orchestra came to McCarter Theater in Princeton, and I remember little about the program per se, except that I didn't much care for the way that Maestro Zell handled the very end of the Pastoral Symphony. Nevertheless, I did go backstage afterwards, and I politely asked him to sign my program, which he did. It was a single card, no program annotations, he took the card, turned it upside down, and signed it for me, handed it back. I thanked him. But for 50 years, I've wondered why he did that. And only in the last couple of days has it occurred to me why. He just wanted to make sure that when the program was framed, <laughs> the focus would be on George Zell and not on what was played. That's the only explanation that I can come up with. It certainly wasn't intended to be a hostile gesture in any way. <laughs> 